Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Would you like to wake and bake with me like three times a week? Uh, would you like to hear me talk to my wife about intimate details about our personal life, which in 21 years of being married ain't really all that exciting anymore? Would you like to hear all the old episodes of Fat Man on Batman, where I used to sit down and record one-on-one interviews with people and stuff? Uh, do you want to listen to old episodes of Jane Silent Bob Get Old? There's one place where you got to go, man. Join me at That Kevin Smith Club. That's right. If you go to thatkevinsmithclub.com, you can join as a clerk or a mall rat or a yoga hoser or a fun employee, man. There's all different levels. Uh, but you get access to really cool stuff, including cartoons nobody sees anymore, uh, stand-up specials nobody's ever seen, movies people don't get to see anymore. It's all right there in the Smithsonian screening room, man. And the uh, podcast library is deep, kids. It's deep, man, except for Hollywood Babylon. That's available over at the Ralph Report. So, for everything else, come to thatkevinsmithclub.com, man. And we want to club you. Don't you want to club Kevin Smith? Here's your chance. Thatkevinsmithclub.com. It's a short real boring Gotta get up, get up out of my way It's a Feels like just another day And then there's John Sylvain He's so smart, you're Bane But his keys are absurd And I'll get to hear from the 30-year-old 20-something As she makes fun of my That's a good one. Welcome to the Nooner Podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm Os. My name is Marty. I'm here with two dick swinging merps. I've got Steve Kruger and uh, John uh, John um, John Sylvain. Sylvain. Uh, how are you guys doing? Great to hear your voices, see your faces on the on the Zoom. Not the Zoom. Oh. Um, Okay, so apparently I, um, I screwed up again somehow. Boom, 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 boom. Um, I mic USB USB I mic. Oh, I know what I did. Here, uh, okay. I had the heart darn thing in reverse. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> <silly>. <laughs> Uh, so good to see you guys and now finally hear you. Um, how are you guys doing? You mean, wait, you couldn't hear us before? How are you guys doing? Uh, good. Can you hear me now? <laughs> this, is a good, this is a great bit. Yeah, Marty? Yeah. Oh, now now it's just um, stroke talk now. it's Before it was what? actual technical difficulties. Now it's just John just off in his own little world. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What's that? What's that? What's up? 
Ooh. All right, so let me just get this straight. Uh, you screwed up, and uh, now you're making fun of me. Yeah. That doesn't. That just doesn't seem fair. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of elementary school <laughs> when people used to be wrong, and I would tell them they were wrong, and then they make fun of me. Oh well, it's it's called full circle. Um, <clears throat> so how, that's right. Uh, Cassandra is not a bit available to uh, yeah. join us today, so that's a bummer. Um, is it? Yeah, it is. She's one. She's a, a delight. Um, oh no, it's a, I just prefer the the trio. You know, I like the uh, the three piece. Oh yeah. And I thought the, the last the time she wasn't around, we had fun. And I thought, oh yeah, she's the the gear that isn't spinning. Mm. But then we did one without Marty, and it was a lot of fun. I yeah. think yeah. I think that might be that that might be the golden ticket right there, the the magical sauce. Uh, because I'm going to talk about uh, what the what's going on with um, the pandemic. Hold on, just a second. Mm. There, I, I closed some doors and then somebody opened some doors just somebody right, right somebody? before we started yeah yeah uh so oh, somebody who you might have, have uh married, married? In, in a ceremony <laughs> oh. or one of the other people that lives there so oh, Steve, how, how are you there? i'm just fucking great baby what's going on what's new you know just getting getting ready for life to get back to normal and oh yeah oh yeah i can't wait to be able to leave my house and not do it <laughs> Wait, so John, did you age out of the vaccine then? Like, uh, did I age out of the vaccine? Yeah, like did... I am so old that I don't actually even need it. Oh, oh, basically, you you predate life itself. So, yeah, I I so uh, my mother, um, well, I don't want to say it's my mother. Let's say let's say it's some hypothetical person that I know who gave birth to me, um. And so she said about 10 years ago, she said that she had uh, breast cancer and then she went to the doctor and they told her, and this is from her, they said she has it. And she told us she has the kind of breast cancer that has a hundred percent survival rate. And so we said, does that mean that? So in 10 years to hundred. So that means basically that she, she can't be killed. She nothing will catch. She gets oh, hit yeah. by a Hold bus. on, can I can I get this cancer from her? No, I, that's yeah, a, I, I breast that, cancer. Yeah. I want that. It's a kind cancer. of. I still have breasts. Okay, that's true. Men can get breast cancer, so I'll see if she can uh, maybe um, I don't know, lick you or something, and maybe you'll Ooh. get it. Wasn't uh, isn't your dad at a cancer doctor? He was. He's retired now. Like, oh, so he like, no longer knows anything. <laughs> Did he ba- leave all his knowledge? Basically, no, seriously, it, it's true because, like, <laughs> since he retired, like, like the survivability of so many cancers has just skyrocketed, and all this crazy technology is out there and CRISPR. And so once he, once he got out of the way, that they they started the cure. Was cancer. he the problem? Uh, was he the problem? Yeah, he was the problem. He was holding it back. Mm. He was like, no, 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 no. What's with this science stuff? No, no, no. I. It's bad. It's bad for business yeah, to cure people. I work by feel. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, his survival rate wasn't great, but his bedside manner was excellent. Oh. <laughs> Jesus! By the way, Anthony is listening live. Great to hear your—well, not your voice, but I'm great to see. Glad you're there. If you want to listen live, that's—I um, don't know how you get there. You just figure it out. Figure it out. 
I've only Wait, been doing this. How do you listen? Years. If you're listening right now, you're listening live, right? Yeah, you yeah. don't have to tell him how to listen. You're, you're, do, you're doing if, okay, it. Okay, next you're, time, if you're if you're potting this and you want to, if you're saying to yourself, "Ooh, I want to listen live," like Anthony next week, which we're not going to have a show next week, but um, we're not. We're not. Well, I'm I'm going to be out of town. Oh, great! We can have a one without. Yeah, me. yeah, you can have uh, one without me, but it just won't oh, be live. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it won't be, be live. Be great. Uh, yeah, that was great. But um, yeah, you can listen live next week, the week after. Where the fuck are you going? Uh, I'm going just on a road, just on a driving trip, just getting out of Dodge. Mm. Where? Just uh, driving? You're going to drive? Yeah, until specifically you run out of gas? and exactly where? I'm yeah. not going to tell exactly. you guys. Why not? It's not All like I know get, is it's not like we're going to come. It's like when he and his wife leave their home and drive or take a train somewhere, wherever they end up, it will be close to wine. Mm. I'm close to wine right now. Yeah, mm. I just saw you take a, a sip. Uh, that wasn't that was not a sip. That was a slug. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, in during the pandemic during, in 2020, okay. billionaires oh added almost a trillion dollars to their net worth. Like 931 mm. billion dollars according to Asa Tudai. Asa Tudai. The Japanese publication? Yeah, yeah. They slip it Asa under your door. Yeah, they slip it under your door. You're staying at a hotel. Uh, and and that's like kind of crazy, right? But it's ob- obviously it's because people were staying indoors and spending their money on things digital um, and buying things over the internet. So all this money mm-hmm. went to um, like the streamers of the world. The Pelotons of the world, the Amazons of the world. Can I ask a question about that? Yeah. So how much was it? Uh, according to Asa Tudai. Oh, God. It's um, 931. <laughs> if it's not funny the first time, John, keep doing it until someone repetition. laughs. It's called repetition. I learned that from no, Andy Kaufman. 900, 900 billion dollars, almost a trillion dollars. Yeah. You said? yeah. 614 billionaires grew their net worth by 931 billion dollars. Now I've heard I've heard this now that's in contrast to the fact that like 15% of the United States w- is unemployed um but is that normal the, the rich people get that richer every year and uh, we it, don't talk about it it depends on the era that you're talking about i think it 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 was accelerated this past year because the sky the the stock market did increase in value up until the past couple uh yeah, you know, past two weeks, but it like, yeah, like a uh, bunch of stocks, like you know, Apple doubled its price, and uh, Amazon just do, was doing great guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the like the stock market did really, really well over the year, but individual yeah. Americans did not. So uh-huh. uh, and now we've got this one point nine trillion dollar um, stimulus relief bill that just passed through Congress. And uh, I guess Joe Biden has a week to sign it into law and that will send uh, checks to individuals as opposed to the first stimulus, which sent a lot of checks to small businesses, which included, you know, big businesses, large businesses. Yeah. Yes. So uh, but we and, all I mean, individuals got checks, too. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got one. Yeah. Uh, and and this this will go much more. Uh, well, I don't um, I, I think it's going much more directly. Uh, to individuals, and uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. it, it got no Republican support in uh-huh. in the Senate. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, 
but this isn't going to, even though it's uh, more than the $931 billion that those 614 billionaires earned, it's not going to solve the, um, the wealth inequality problem that has increased. So, you know, um, I, I, I've mentioned this before, I think, I, I don't know if on the podcast, but like when I grew up, the, the head of Intel, the guy who started Intel, uh, uh-huh. Andy Grove, he lived two Grove. doors. What? Andrew Grove. Andy Grove. Yeah, that's right. Mike Intel. He mm-hmm. um he <laughs> lived two doors down from the local barber who lived in a uh-huh. you know, a really cool house and you know, and um like we all grew up together. I, I wasn't they were my sister's age, they knew them. Um but that was a time when those two classes of of like people could could live in the same neighborhood that would never happen now like we had you know door-to-door salesmen coming to visit us and uh like it it, it was just a very different time um yeah it was a very different time when there were slaves but we're not we don't look back we look forward what what's 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 your beef you want you want higher taxes on the rich let me guess uh no no i want huh. i want to know how we solve that because I don't think this is this is not good for society. Like the general happiness and education of of the country has gone down over the past few decades, um, and that that wealth inequality has um, increased. The life expectancy of people has of Americans has gone down in the in recent years. So, um, and yet, the six hundred and fourteen richest people they increased increase their wealth by a trillion dollars so what is the what is a solution for this do you, do you have i mean you must have thoughts about this i don't know i do G- john please elucidate i think i think that anybody who has over a billion dollars should be taxed by like an incredible amount and i'll tell you why when you have a billion dollars right you have to spend without if you if you just have it in a big pile of cash and don't even put it into a savings account just carrying spend, it around your house in yeah, fucking you giant hefty 40, bags you, you could spend forty thousand dollars a day for 70 years to get through a billion dollars and that, forty thousand now i can let listen that is half, john just spouting off his head he had that fact on the ready so he has done his research yes no i have i've thought about this that was an act of repairs marty I'm sorry. Were you disappointed that I'd given some thought to it? Since it's no, I was one of your one of your typical like. Here's a whole bunch of things I've thought about. What do you think? What's the solution? (laughs) Like, huh? Huh? Are you going to interrupt me some more? No, I was. I was supporting you. I was cheering you on. Jesus, John. Like, why? Like, you start off so angry. I, I really don't understand this. Like I said, like, uh, John, you, I understand you. You're from New England. That You have one emotion. I it's have anger. one emotion. Exactly. <laughs> Steve knows. I get it. It's like, basically it, it just drunk gets, and it's, angry. It's and exhausting. sometimes drunk and angry. There's the two, and then there's the combination. It's really exhausting when I, like, I'm trying to cheer you on, and you jump on me. Go ahead. This is a a culture clash where a, a north northern just Californian let him, don't interrupt him, Steve. <laughs> let him a northern sp- Californian, Steve, let him speak. Wilting flower and John. a rustic Maine John. or New Hampshire, rustic, just r- rustic, Not rustic, 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 rustic. Rusted. Rusted. Did I say rustic? Yeah, you a, did. 
a cranky, rusted, old, tired New England. Uh, I think it's crusted, actually. Crusted? Yeah. Crusted New and rusted. New England uh, crank. All right. Who... So here, here's the thing. Marty, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're trying to support me. Just a. Oh, he, no, he gave it. He's just drinking. Uh-oh. Oh, that's sad. The Northern California is... Pour, pour, the, pour, pour that pour wine, wine on the down. fire, Marty. Cool things down. So my point, my point is that uh, if you have a billion dollars, you could spend $40,000 a day for 70 years before you have used up a billion dollars. Now, and I was talking to my wife about this this morning. And I said, you know, I could spend I in 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 a week. Hell, I could I could easily imagine spending like ten million dollars, but then the following week, I I wouldn't have anything else to buy. I would have I'd have my house in big house, not gigantic. Who needs a fucking gigantic house? I have a big house in uh, in Hawaii. I'd set aside money so that my my kid never had to worry about money again, and I'd still have like b- millions and millions and millions of dollars. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Now, if I put that fucking billion dollars in a savings account, I would never be able to spend that money if it's just and it's just a billion dollars. Right. And so it's just ridiculous that people have hundreds of billions of dollars and we're not taxing the fuck out of them. We should just take that money away. Yes. Like if you, yes, if you have any of those 614 uh, billionaires, if you have their wealth, yeah, their lives would not be affected one iota. It's not, it's not even possible to spend the money they have. Yeah. In, in generations. Yes. And, and we're, we're recreating the, the aristocracy. I'm sorry. And so, well, but, all, well, here, but here's the difference, John. They, they're not like you. Thank God. They're, they didn't all of a sudden, one day wearing their Sears plaid shirt and listening to a podcast in their LL Bean. Oh, even I was worse. Yeah, so the, the, the Sears of Maine. <laughs> uh, they didn't just get handed a billion dollars. They earned it over a period of time. And but what, it's not all cash. Like right. they don't just have okay. a bill. Like, yeah, yeah. But here's an example of, of that. Like Elon Musk ends up, you know, worthing, worth, worth, oh, whatever, a couple hundred billion dollars, whatever much it is, $150 billion. And he does that in Silicon Valley and it's unrealized wealth. It's all just sort of um, on paper. uh, paper. And if he stays in California, he'll have to pay tens of millions of dollars in taxes, right? So, and he's benefited. He's he's built his factory in uh, Fremont, California. He's built his, uh, like, he's like sucked done a a brain suck on all the the local startups in silicon valley and then he decides like oh you know what i'm just gonna go for seven months out of the year in texas where the the tax laws really benefit me and i get to preserve tens of millions of dollars just because i'm sitting in like a, a giant mansion in texas like yes he earned that but he also benefited from this like a state with high taxes that that allowed people to go to state school and has a you know, one arguably the the best state school system in in uh, the country and um, which is based on taxes and he does not contribute back to it so that that is not fair to me um, even though he on paper he 
earned that money. He d earned it on the backs of a lot of taxpayers. And I, I, I would say that. Um, yes, but he's also you... invented a car and he's going to change the way we travel with SpaceX. Like it, he's not just sitting on the money. Like they're not the howls from from Gilligan's Island. Well, they're then not why just did like he move to Texas. So he could put more money into his business. I mean, I don't know the dude. Let's call him up. Let, what's his phone number? Well, I mean, you're you're making suppositions about him, you know, that he's not the howl. So clearly, you know something about him. <laughs> <laughs> Lovey. I, I, you know, what's like, the name look, of his wife? But, uh, his, his, his wife is named Lovey, isn't she? Wait. Mackenzie. No. Oh, yeah. So there's somebody who's... Uh, that's a, a proper billionaire. So Mackenzie Scott, uh, she's a, a a novelist. She um, is worth 50. Oh, yes, she's known for her novels. $53 billion. She is um, the third wealthiest woman in the world because she's the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos. Of a guy that worked hard and made a business and then married a lady in a state where no, they no, no, said, no. Wrong, you going to have? Order. Wrong order. I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't she, uh, begrudge people the money that they earned basically up until a billion dollars. Yeah, money. But in order to be a millionaire, you have to work hard. In order to be a billionaire, you have to be incredibly lucky and work hard. Uh, yes, I don't think that the the level of effort and work and innovation has anything to do like uh, like has something to do with it. But there are a lot of people who are innovative and hardworking who don't make a billion dollars an hour the way that Jeff Bezos does. But anyhow, Mackenzie Scott in 2020, she gave away $5.7 billion uh, just, just yes, for, for every uh, Jim Walton, there's a Mackenzie Bezos or whatever the fuck her name is, you know, like yep. it's, it, and, she just and married, here, here's the thing just that I don't think kids science teacher. So that's You're cool. okay. So in the eighties, Japan had like an eighty-five percent tax percentile. Like it was insane. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, and it's a it's it's above a certain amount, right? So like we had it during Eisenhower's the Eisenhower yes, era, we had the but 70%. it hasn't been that high in sixty years. This was right. pretty recently, and all people do at that level is figure out ways to not pay taxes. And what now. you can do, do now, every level. Exactly. But if you raise taxes to the point where, okay, and you're talking about federal income. I, I was so excited to talk about income taxes when we logged on today. I was so just all day long. I'm like, oh, God, we talk about taxes. Uh, people will leave the country. They will go somewhere. They will become tax exiles like that piece of shit, Paul McCartney, who is a resident of Monaco or fucking U2 who are residents of Ireland, which has an artist like loophole. Well, they are they... Irish. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, uh, but they live here. The fucking edge lives in Malibu, but then he's got to fly home to remain an Irish citizen because they've made billions of dollars and paid no taxes on it. So I, I it, that's, you know, we want to keep the Jeff Bezos in the country because he is innovating and making a lot of business because uh, hands up who's seen a, a Amazon truck recently, like today, like an hour ago, like he has changed our lives, probably not for the better, but he's created wealth for other people. Uh, yeah. The, and, these yeah. aren't these. They don't just like hand no, one dude like a hundred billion dollars. And he's just like, yeah, but nobody is questioning 
that. It's just questioning, uh, like, how much wealth does he need to um, to feel like powerful? Like, like his influence, I think, is less important uh, is more important than his wealth. Like, so I just think that there should be some equity in how wealth that wealth gets distributed. Uh, and especially when we have tax laws that allow companies like Apple to shelter con- uh, shelter their their money in in offshore accounts and all this stuff, like just big. And I shouldn't single out uh, Apple, but it's just any any big company that that's they are all the automakers in the United States who ab- get bailed out. They are I mean, obliged. Like you want, like- they are obliged to maximize their profits. They, they are not driven. Uh, by greed, but they're driven by the the needs of their shareholders, and it's not to be ecumenical and to distribute all their their profits. But that's where the government should. Step Here's in. the tax Bezos and Gates and Zuckerberg have to pay. They have to live in America and have all that money, and they can't go live in some awesome country because what's an awesome country? Uh, Australia, New Zealand. Um, those are just the two off the top of my head. Those are just they're, the two. They're, they're, that's, that's it. about that's it. Only, that's, it. that's it. Yeah. There are better places. Like, you know, as awful as, uh, I mean, Warren Buffett has to live in Nebraska. I don't even know why. That guy's got fucking $100, million, he, he $100 gets, billion. Dollars. He gets McDonald's, like, egg, egg McMuffins every morning. Like, that makes him happy. Like, I, I, you know, more prior to him, if that's, if that's what floats his boat. Yeah, it's it's a it is a it's very tricky to in, in in how you tax the population because people don't want to give their money of away course. even right. if it's if you make 100,000 or you make 100 billion like you don't want to give your money to right. we, a really poorly run company right. called the United States government. But we also don't want to have a society where people are disadvantaged just because they they didn't come from a family of money or we don't want to be in a society where the, the world is like our infrastructure is crumbling around us while, um, you know, Elon Musk is in his, like his compound with his flying Teslas where he doesn't need to worry about road quality. Like, well, who, who, who's going to raise the poor out of the, uh, out of their position, the government or billionaires? Who's better at it? You tell me. Who creates better jobs? you tell me. Do you think? Do you think that billionaires are creating jobs with the, with their personal billions? They're creating job. They're creating jobs. The companies that they created are 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 creating jobs. And I'm not saying. Actually, I'm not saying tax the the companies. I'm saying that no individual needs more than a billion dollars. And and if you're arguing that if I take away uh, like ninety percent of your money after you make a billion dollars. That people are going to go, well, I was going to become an entrepreneur and a tech billionaire and work really hard. But look, the incentive's gone. I mean, so, that's that's ridiculous. John, right. Yeah. But then you 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 marry some novelist who no one's ever heard of and you she divorces you and she takes 50 billion dollars no, and gives it away on her. And then she divorces oh, yeah. you. you. You send a dick so, pic to your uh, trainer. And uh, uh, no, she she's not a trainer. She's who a, are you talking about? Who did that? Uh, Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Bezos. So I'm sorry. Bezos. John. Bezos. Jeff Bezosa. John, as a, a student of history, w- was the Works Progress <laughs> Administration. As someone who's lived through history. 
Yeah, I was there. Was it, was, uh, like? was it uh-huh. WPA a suge- success? And if it was, can you just explain it very briefly? Uh, the uh, WPA was the uh, a program that was in the, the Depression. Uh, FDR took over um, as president in uh, 1933 in the very depths of the Depression, also the year my father was born. So I actually wasn't there. Um, and uh, and the, the, the country, the economy of the United States, I was actually just reading a book about FDR. The economy of the United States was um, in such bad shape, it, was, it might just completely collapse. And so and then so, the oil companies came in and, and they created jobs for everybody, right? That's exactly wrong. So the, um, yeah, the problem, the problem with uh, uh, companies, uh, companies, when it's hard times, you know, they don't, they don't have any money. And uh, or if they I'm, do, I'm not they don't exactly, want to spend them, spend it. I'm not exactly sure what, um, what exactly happened in the Great Depression, but I know that uh, there were a lot of public works projects. Um, I think that the, the best thing to do, honestly, if you want to get a, the economy stimulated, is to give is to give money, not too much, but to give money to poor people because they will spend it. Right. You give money to rich people, you give rich people tax breaks, they will put it offshore in the Cayman Islands or they will put it into the stock market, which is not really like money that's going into investment anymore. It's more like a weird uh, betting system. And that's what we and saw. It makes other the, people that most what, most people, most normal people are not invested in the stock market. And that's what we saw from the 2018 uh, tax cuts that Trump put into play. Right. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure how that affected the um, the economy. I know it, it really I mean, everything that Trump did was was to uh, jack up the um, the stock market because that was his bread and butter, his concern, the thing that he's been focused on his entire life because he's was born a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. And then he was given billions of dollars by his family. And then he basically actually kept it even with inflation and went bankrupt like four times. So he's not, he, he was, uh, he was really focused on, on uh, juicing um, Wall Street. So, and I don't know, I, I don't know if that, uh, how that, I think it, I mean, it's good for pensions, you know, but I don't know if it really helps um, with people getting uh, livelihoods, but I'm not sure that livelihoods is a good model anymore. Hmm. It's so it's just I mean, more and more jobs are going to go. The, 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 the job that most people have in this country is driver. If you think, uh, you know, truck driver, uh, Uber driver, driving delivery trucks and driving things around that's the that's the job description that the most most people do that probably is going to be mostly gone and automated in about 10 to 12 years right so uh, where are those jobs going to be and that that driver replaced factory worker so you know that brings up um something like universal basic income which is yep uh where you give money basically to people just people you know uh with no strings attached and they can spend it how they will but they um and the idea is it's a sort of a way to distribute wealth evenly um they did an experiment in the past couple years in stockton california it's a very small farm town 
mm-hmm. and they got 125 people um, there. They they just gave them 500 bucks a month for two years mm-hmm. with no rules. It's, mm-hmm. It was paid by a bunch of tech tech uh, millionaires, and um, <laughs> exactly right. Well, the same assholes you want to tax. Yeah, no, because the, clearly that these these assholes wanted are happy to do it, um, and. The results they found were that, like the people, those 125 people, randomly, like they um, paid off debts. They got, they used that money to get to leverage full-time jobs and reported uh, lower levels of anxiety. So um, basically, it it was really beneficial for that society. And of course, it's a very expensive thing to do to implement, but the benefits were were very. Um, measurable and and market. So, uh, do you think that that's something that that and this is what Andrew Yang sort of campaigned on? Um, Yang gang baby. Yeah. Uh, is this the way to go, John? Yes. I, I, oh. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I think that's. Oh, I yeah. think a oh, universal yeah. income. Shut up. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> hey, John, put the Dunkin' Donuts down and enter the conversation. Oh yeah, it's going to be really good. Everyone's going to get a check for four hundred dollars a month. I if think it's, do, uh, it will solve so many fucking problems. But who, not yeah, just how do you income pay for inequality. It, I, I don't know. I don't know how much it would cost because our, our government is so loath to, to levy ta- new taxes. Like it's just cut, 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 or just bring things to the status quo. But there's nothing like we're spending- There would be a breaking point because of what John said that innovation is just moving so quickly and the federal government is just it's got old man milky eyes if you look at biden real close his eyes aren't right they're he's you know he's not there he's like but, two and a half d he's not 3d but what um I, I don't know how that addresses the issue like how do you pay for it like I don't, it, oh i don't know yeah no i mean that that's an issue right like back in world war ii like they rallied people to like you know save the metal from their the the foil from their chewing gum wrappers and to recycle it to for munitions to kill like the Nazis you know like there's not that same sense of sacrifice it's more a sense of entitlement like people are just like yeah I'm not really a recycler but money 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 give me my money you know like where like how do we get people to to both uh to to like appreciate the the sacrifice that like especially rich people who can afford that sacrifice wait how do we get people to want to give up the sacrifice for the greater good is that what you're saying i don't know i'm I'm just throwing it out there like no is that no what is your question oh it's so angry oh my god john jesus christ like i really like this is weird this is weird the level of like like just like like disbelief this sort of like like anger about like what i said how do we pay for it that's my question how do we pay for it? oh okay how do we pay for I, it? oh that was what i asked and nobody said anything so i tried to rephrase it in a way of like okay how do we pay for it jesus taxes Christ, john i'm i'm, I'm I, it just happens week after week where you're just like what do you mean what are you talking about you, you sound like an idiot. Like I'm just—it's a an innocent question. How do you pay for this shit? <laughs> I I uh, I don't want to get in st- trouble again. We're stumped. Uh, 
But uh, there's no trouble. I'm really sorry to say. I'm really sorry to say that. Um, I I think I I said how we would pay for it in in terms of taxing billionaires. Um, if you took all that money that all these these 600 billionaires made this year, which is almost a trillion dollars, you took that fi- uh, half of it away, 500 billion dollars, and gave it to uh, people, everybody in on who was un- under made under a billion dollars, which is almost everybody in the country. That would be about a thousand dollars per person, right? Five, there's 300 million people, 500 billion dollars, thousand dollars. Everybody gets a thousand dollars. The interesting thing is, if everybody got a thousand dollars, most people, or especially the people that don't have, who could use it to buy something, that money would be spent, and it would the economy would turn it into a trillion dollars. It would turn half a trillion dollars into a trillion dollars in that year. It would generate that kind of uh, yeah, economic I was, activity. I, I read some study recently about unemployment and every dollar sent to someone is two dollars spent in the economy or yep. two dollars earned so yeah i'm i'm a fan of just f- flood the market with money yep the, right the the gross poor people are not going to open offshore accounts they're going to spend right. it but, gonna spend. and there will be like a tipping point right. when but oh like, ubers are all automated no one has a job. Right. Everyone is got their fucking Fiverr account and and their their poetry <laughs> books that they're selling and their poetry books yeah. they're selling and people but, will go. But like well, I guess, John, my my question was like, you know, you're talking about a thousand dollars, a one time thousand dollar thing, and in Stockton, in this study, they gave a thousand. Uh, they gave uh, five hundred bucks a month for two years. So how do we? Uh-huh. So that that is that was my question: is how do you pay for that? Well. The example that I just gave was just the money that was earned uh, on top of the money that they already had this year, which is almost a trillion dollars, right? If you took it away and gave it out to everybody, that would basically take away half of it. That would turn into a trillion dollars. Now, that those 600 and so on people, that's just the money that they added to their fortunes, their personal fortunes this year if we go in and basically say from now on or even just like if you have over a billion dollars half of it belongs to the government now thank you very much those people would be really mad and it would have no effect on their lives and then we could give universal basic income that's just one idea i'm not an economist which is Part of the reason why you sense a frustration, Marty, because we actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about this and we were wondering why we have all these sort of funny non-news uh, experts sort of gathered here. And we spent a lot of time talking about topics that we don't know anything about and that, that aren't fun to talk about. So that's if you sense my frustration, and I really apologize if I've hurt your feelings How and you think that I'm mad feeling. at you. I don't think you're. No, I, I just, just feel it's you like, ask it, questions that I'm not clear what the answer is. And I say, I'm not sure what the question is. And you get really pissed at me. OK. All right. I've never said this aloud or even thought it, but I wish Cassandra was here. Yeah. <laughs> you say that every time she's not here. I know. You I mean, say, exactly go, oh, those thank words. God she's not here. I don't have to listen to her. And then what are we, I guess 13 minutes I in? I'm like, those oh. questions, John, is because you, you started off the conversation with, I have thoughts about this. 
And so, like, you know, I, I never did I, like, criticize any of the opinions that you offered. I, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm genuinely listing, and it's just, like, I have not said, like, like, we should do this, we should do that. I'm genuinely asking questions. And, like, when I ask a question, it's not, like, a criticism. So, But you make it sound like it, like, or, or like... I'm somehow disingenuous in in asking these things and so it's not my feelings aren't hurt it's just like i don't know why it, it is just um like this sort of crazy disbelief versus you know pontificating and then if it's somehow outside of like what you thought about then it's just anger and like why didn't you know you just bring this up you've been researching it but you haven't told you know like and you just ask us out of the blue i mean this is like how we how it's been done i don't know like so but anyhow john what would you like to talk about <laughs> carl yastrzemski was one of the greatest red Sox that ever lived he was well, polish by uh origin john what, enjoyed... what, movie, what movie did you show today to your class i showed all the president's men i don't know what that is alan pakula it's about uh, Woodward and Bernstein, and they're uh, writing their articles about Watergate, investigating the Watergate. And this um, is in 1977. What year? Oh, I always mix those 19... two up with Gilbert and Sullivan. When you said we're writing, I was like, what? Uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they it, they're very similar. Were they at the Mother Washington Post? Major General. Too? Yeah. What? <laughs> I am the very model of the modern Major General. So, uh, yeah. It, it's about uh, the Watergate break-in, which happened in 72. The movie was made in 76. The events of the movie happened between 19... Oh, June of 70... When was the election? 70, 74. Right? 72. No, it was oh, in 72. 72. The Watergate break-in was in 72. I just looked it up today. That's the only reason I know. And then, um, and then uh, Nixon was uh, elected in uh, a landslide. Uh, only what state, Steve? Went from a government? Uh, state went from uh, Minnesota. No, it's Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh, That's why I pink, asked you. <laughs> pinko. The pink I should have said Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I mean, his competition came pinko. from pinko. Minnesota. I was just thinking of uh, yeah. uh, for uh, Ferraro and Mondale. He only won uh, Minnesota, where he's from. Right. Yeah, and uh, McGovern couldn't even win the state he was from. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Nixon Nixon won in the landslide, and I was seven at the time, and I thought he, that McGovern had been killed in the landslide. Told my students that, <laughs> and they didn't care. They didn't even giggle. See, you guys laugh. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a courtesy laugh. It was pretty thank shitty. You, thank you very much. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's about that. It's got Robert Redford and um, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman's character is Carl Bernstein. He he bumps smokes from every single person he meets. Why? Constantly smoking. It's kind of gross. Why? Did they like the movie? Uh, I think I, you know what I, uh, I, I showed the movie three times and, um, some people really liked it. Um, uh, but I didn't have much of a discussion afterwards. And honestly, I have 88 students in each one of my classes. I hear from the people who are actively engaged, which is probably, you know, between, I mean, I think maybe 12. And so I don't know what the other people think. Maybe they're not even paying attention. But the ones, the ones who are watching, it's a pretty intense movie. It's incredibly well made. It, uh, it's it's uh, masterfully made. It's just a question of whether or not what Pakula was doing is 
something is your cup of tea because there's like no music. It looks like a documentary. It feels like a documentary. Um, it feels very casual and, uh, and, but uh, yeah, so I, I, it's, it's a good example of uh, sort of the new Hollywood experimentalism of the seventies. Is it a political film or is it a journalism film? It's a journalism film. Totally a journalism okay. film. Interesting. Yeah, it's not. Is I mean, Spotlight a journalism? Spotlight's a journalism film. Spotlight is definitely a journalism film. It's not an anti-Catholic film. It's an anti-cover-up film. Same thing with Watergate. And basically, they're trying to get to the bottom of like where the money came from that paid for these burglars who broke into the Watergate. And it turns out that the money came from the uh, committee to reelect the president and was dispersed. It turns out by Haldeman, who was the chief of staff of the white house. So the chief of staff of the white house was hiring people to bug the democratic national committee. And that was honestly, that was the tip of the iceberg of a whole bunch of other shit that um, Nixon and his people were doing. And Nixon knew about it. And he had tapes that he released saying, this will prove I didn't know anything about it. And they proved he knew about it, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, like I saw, I, I, like I was too young to remember Watergate, but I saw the movie later, and I always kind of wondered, like, why don't they ever show Nixon? Like, he's at the center of it, and it's just two reporters walking into rooms, bumming cigarettes, and a lot of sounds of those old-fashioned typewriters going, yeah. it's like a ton of that. It, and, it starts off with a typewriter and ends with typewriters. Yeah, I, I remember liking it and finding it you know i mean their i think their lives were threatened at, at one point or something yeah they were told that their lives are in danger but you that, know and that 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 shows up a little bit but but it's not is, like is high that, stakes they're not like trying to save the world you know it's it's pretty yeah. low stakes yeah when it comes to well movie. it's as as uh the great jason robards actually says in the movie as ben bradley there's not nothing nothing important here just the future of the First Amendment and perhaps this country, but yeah. you know, I know. If but you screw we, up we again, I'll get mad. I know, but we we went on. we we ex we have like moved on since it. Like it's, I don't know. I, I'm I, I. It's it's weird to like have lived through the past four years and then look at that and go, what did Nixon do? Yeah. Well, he paid some guy. He like he he was going to win, or he'd already won, and he was no, still going to win. He was going to win, but he was still but he, he was going to win because he'd already gotten rid of Edwin Muskie using right. dirty tricks. And then, you know, he went back in time and had Thomas Eagleton have uh, electroshock therapy. So I, I know but it, it just it feels so quaint compared to like a cartoon character saying, let's go storm the castle at a bunch of Home Depot gardens par, uh, department employees with their AR-15s not taking over the country. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it must be weird to be like young and have just lived through that and then watch this movie and like, what did Nixon do? Well, yeah. he, was, he was a, he was a tricky politician. The thing about him uh, too was that he was, uh, he was very paranoid and he was willing to do all kinds of bad things because he, like most of these uh, people, think that everybody else was doing it. That's their justification. Yeah. But the thing about Nixon was he was very competent. He knew what he was doing. The I mean, list of he, accomplishments when you yeah. forget them are, are like compared to the, the last president are just staggering. Yeah, he was. Like he start, was start of the and, EPA. He, he resigned rather than going than uh, getting kicked out. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, that was, that was, yeah. And it's, it, the thing that about the, all the president's men is it just covers the, um, the sort of the first part of the Watergate scandal. And the interesting thing is after showing, um, Casablanca last week, Casablanca is very, very, even more specifically about what it was like to be, what America went through between 1941 and then 1942, the change that um, happens with, with uh, Rick, who goes from, I ain't going to stick my neck out to nobody to, you know, uh, what happens with a couple of crazy kids like us doesn't matter in this crazy world. And I'm going to become a freedom fighter again. That was, that was so of the time. And yet the movie can be watched now by by 19 year olds and they go that's a really good movie i thought all black and white movies were boring and then you look at all the president's men which is much more it's more recent it's you know still like what almost 50 years ago um and it's about a time that uh, that was three years before but it doesn't handle the story as well and like i had to explain to them because there's a point where nixon i mean uh, redford goes and uh woodward contacts deep throat and the movie doesn't explain who deep throat is because nobody knew but everybody knew that there was this source that was secret at the time when the movie came out in 1976 nowadays you know none of my kids knew had heard of this source and the fact that it was the best kept secret in the history of secrets you know like nobody knew it was mark felt until mark felt died like 10 years ago so the woodward and bernstein and everybody anybody else who knew kept it secret for decades the point being it's a it's an important fact and it's weird because in the movie it happens and in most american movies when you see somebody you find out why they're doing whatever they're doing in this movie you never even find out who the guy is or why he's doing it or anything because they didn't know are there any other good movies about journalism other than uh whatchamacallit what a spotlight the shipping news I never saw it. No, I don't know. What? Uh, uh, His Girl Friday. Great, great movie. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is a great movie, mm-hmm. and it's not really about journalism. Um, st- I was just looking at State of Play. I think is with the uh, Russell Crowe, and uh, that was like the last great journalism movie. I, did you guys see the Post? Spielberg's last movie? Nope. Mm-mm. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> Nope. I don't think Spielberg. He was like, I, this does not ring a bell. I mean, State of Play was based on a TV show, I think. Right. And that was yeah. a great TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Broadcast, broadcast news is good. I mean, that's electronic journalism. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Network. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Is it? Well, I saw it when I was six. I know. Like, that's I still thing. remember it. You, you, you see movies when you're young and then you see them as an adult or later and they're like, mm, well, that's the thing. I? Like I was, you know, I always wonder about um, like we have all these old movies uh, that we, yeah. Like you're talking about like ET is incredibly slow. Uh, what was, what was the pacing like of, of all the president's men? All the president's men is, is uh, actually moves very quickly, but doesn't go anywhere because it followed they they did a whole bunch of work that didn't add up to anything and but then they also meant they interview people and and uh these are people like stands and you know it's just like you you don't know who they are would you say that journalism is like a subgenre of the detective story no i it feels like it's different 
I mean, there are, they don't have them anymore. It's, it's, I think it feel like it's a different thing, but there it's a detective. Someone is, is trying to sift through clues to figure out a conspiracy or expose someone. I mean, there's like a goal, like the good ones have like a goal in it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It just feels different. It feels like, uh, it feels like detective stories are, are constructed by, you know, the story is constructed by some person the writer right and then and then the, the characters have to sort of navigate to find out what the truth is and you know that you know what i mean whereas a, 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 a newspaper stories seem to be more about the relationship of people and so with like like getting uh, people to tell the truth the movie zodiac is set in a newspaper i didn't see it is it good you've never seen zodiac it's no. a fantastic movie it's a fucking masterpiece what's yeah, wrong with you american masterpiece it's david <laughs> it really Pitcher's, is it's david's it it best film is it about us it's about a and serial killer no it's not uh, about a serial no. killer it's about the investigation of a serial killer yeah okay through so uh, i should watch it Venture. people who work in a newspaper one of whom is a cartoonist and one is a journalist and it's got a little of the uh, all the president's men in it but it's also a detective story. They're trying to find yeah. this murderer. Yeah. And I think that like uh, Bong Joon-ho's like memories of murder is very similar to um, to Zodiac in that it's much more about the the um, that detective work and or that journalistic sort of digging and how the toll that it takes on you and how much people put into it and and how the frustration that that's there. And uh, yeah, that's it. Both those movies are two great. I mean, they're not necessarily. Well, I guess one is journalistic, but they're both kind of detective movies, you know. Um, yeah, both great. I can't believe you've never seen the fucking Zodiac, John. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Uh, did you want a list? I'm. I, I'm did you I, see? I, I'll just send you a list of things that are wrong with me. Did you see um, Memories of Murder? Either of you? No. Sounds familiar. It, Maybe I have. It's it's really great. Uh, that that would be my recommendation. Uh, this, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, Steve, you said that you watched a, a, an eighties movie that. Oh yeah, like over the weekend, just because I was bored, I I rewatched a movie I watched a lot when I was fourteen and smoking a lot of pot. I thought it was pretty funny back Porky's then. Two. No, in fact, uh, wife, I'd never seen Porky's. And my wife and I started watching it and a, it's not fucking funny at all. And B it's really, I don't want to sound like a social justice warrior, woke, woke folk dude, but it's, it's really problematic. It's like a lot of N words in the wrong way. Same director as the Christmas story. Yeah. He's a fucking asshole. He also directed rhinestone. He sucks. Christmas story was just a good, good script. Um, so, uh, so I stopped movie? Porky's about 10 minutes in. I was just kind of. And then what'd you watch? I watched. What's it called with John Cusack? Better Off Dead. Oh, yeah. Savage Steve Holland. It's a great movie. Yes. Yeah. He also directed the movie One Crazy Summer. Mm-hmm. John and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I used to love this movie. And I put it on. The jokes are dated. But it's trying some weird shit. Yeah, the mom in it. And she's the one who says, we're French, going to have French fries, fries French when she's fries, got the, yeah. the French, uh, French exchange to bread. Like some of the, it, it feels like a like it's animated or a cartoon. Like the, well, some of the acting literally animation in there, too. Yes. And there's also an animated hamburger uh, dancing to an 
a Van Halen song, but I was shocked by there's no, it's not rapey, which is a lot no. of 80s comedy. And Asian actors in there for not for being Asian necessarily, you know? What's it called? I don't, I don't remember. What Asian actor you was know. in there? What, what's his name? What's the character's name? Booger? No, that's that's Revenge of the Nerds, but no. But the Booger guy's in it yeah, as well. Yeah, John Cusack's character. Cause, uh, I don't remember. Um, the guy from Karate Kid 2, the bad guy, he's like, he does that yes. Howard Cosell imitation. And he pulls up alongside him in the car and he's goes... La- he's, I think he's Latino. Because he says they don't speak English. They just learned he's to speak... super Japanese, but... Okay. Well, the other guy's Latino. I think they, oh. they had a casting issue that day. And they're like, fuck it. You guys are... Yeah, no. it just... It, it wasn't Yuji like... Okumoto. All right, he's Japanese. Yeah, he's definitely Japanese. Um, yeah, it just... It didn't have any of the John Hughes, like, Oh, this is just a racist caricature thrown in there because they were like, MNC needs something. It and was, and it when was... he has the 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 picnic lunch with the girl that he's in love with, or he has a crush on, and that was just really, it's a very funny movie. A lot, he's a lot wiping, of memorable so, he's, stuff. He's wiping something off his nose, and right, she's right, like, right. is he trying to tell me there's something on my nose? So she's wiping something off her nose, yeah. and then he says, she's wiping her nose. I should, and it, it was just kind of like cute, sketchy, goofy. Uh, you know, it it had all of the every '80s comedy had to have either skiing or, or gymnastics or, or karate, <laughs> and it had all of them. I don't know. I just watched it. and I went, "This is kind of." It's a great. I had good taste, Ben. It's back a, then, it's a great movie. Uh, I would recommend it when I worked at the video store, and nobody ever said, "Why did you recommend that to me?" Uh, yeah. JP Cutter says, "Are there any movies that you avoid watching because you're afraid they won't hold up?" Garden State meant a lot to me as an angsty teenager, but even then I knew to space out viewings to avoid rolling my eyes. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd watch that one again, um, but it had its moments. I like the shins. Of course. How dare you? <laughs> of course you're, you, you're like the atypical The Shins fan. Oh, I, I saw them way before they... Yeah, of course you did. It was in Spaceland in 97. <laughs> It was Spaceland. That is so funny. Of yes. course it was. Oh, you're okay. such, you're such an East Side dildo. Anyhow. Um, um, any movies that I would not want to watch again? Mm, that's a good question, but I can't think of any. Well, now that you mention it, I probably don't want to watch E.T. again. All right. I feel like that's Sorry. a one and done. Like you see it and you go, yep, I get it. Yeah. I think I showed it to my son and I was like, ugh. Why? I think it was slow and it was just sort of took forever to see him. He looked totally fake. There's so much cutesy stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if they replaced the guy, the the weird like guys with guns with keys or whatever flashlights or whatever it was they did. And, and uh, the, the sinister stuff, it's just, if it, it, it's one of, I mean, it might be the most manipulative movie that Spielberg made, which is, Quite saying quite a lot. a lot yeah uh, I, it was i i really liked i'm not a big spielberg fan i mean jaws is perfection but I, there's there's a lot in there that i'm like eh, meh he's fine you know he like he's he's, he's a talented kid but that his movies don't touch me they don't move mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. and i one of his later movies uh minority report i think when i saw i was like this is really well done it's really well directed mm-hmm. and i went back and rewatched it and i went this is so goofy 
and it's mm-hmm. to- tonally off. And I thought the action sequences were great, and now they look silly. And I thought Max von Sydow was really good. I'm like, it's cartoonish, but mm-hmm. the world building was really well done. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, yeah. but just and I like, think that's I, I that's why I, like Blade I vaguely Runner... remember like scenes, and I'm like, this is Spielberg at his best. Look at the directing, right. and I'm but like, I think that's eh. why like uh, Blade Runner like sticks in everyone's mind not because of the story so much as the world building. And I think that Minority Report, I will watch that again and again because I, I think it's just so thoughtfully done. Not, uh, you know, that's just hiring good people, I think. I don't know. Yeah, and it was during that era of that, uh, it was, I think it was shot on film and it was that skip bleach process they do to film. So everything's washed out. And then there's like really white highlights on everyone where the lights were hitting them. And Why I was like, they this call looks- it skip bleach? I've never there, heard that before. Uh, there, it was, uh, or bleach bath. It, it was. It was something where you, the film, when it was processed, you skipped one of the processes, one of the baths it gets with chemicals, and it makes it look weird like that. And it does not fucking hold up. Just looks goofy, and it looks like a mistake. But other than that, I, I really enjoy it. Um. Yeah. There's <laughs> been there have been some old horror movies that I've shown people that because I watched them when I was eight or 10 years old, they terrified me. Like there's this old, uh, Karen black, Oliver Reed movie called burnt offerings. And I showed it to someone and then I'm just sitting there and it's like a two hour and 15 minute movie. And I realized like 15 minutes in, like this was only scared, scary because I watched it by myself when I was eight years old and I'm just stuck watching it. And yeah, I'm sort of the other way. Like I, I I just want to watch movies that like, uh, better off dead like i was shocked at how it's it how it held up well but mm-hmm. but i i mean i went in with the intention like oh this shocked me when i was watched it the first time but it just didn't i, I can usually tell within five minutes i, I will see something that i loved well, I as a 10, kid but, yeah oh and, and go yeah. yeah this is the, you know it's poop but quite the opposite you know i rewatched the thing the john carpenter 80s one it mm-hmm. just fucking holds up. It's just so yeah. tense. It just never lets you go. There's not a lady in it, which I love. And it's it's almost like a play. Like they're all they're all it's 12 angry men. They're all trapped in this little tiny space mm-hmm. and you don't see much. And the practical and effects are unbelievable. Like that's yeah. like all Oh, okay. I mean they are they are, but like uh, n- nowadays I can see, I can watch a movie and see anything, like anything is possible. And most movies I'm like, eh, <sighs> okay, this is act three. So there's going to be a lot of wind and a lot of some beam going up into the sky. But the scene where, uh, Kurt Russell is checking everyone's blood and putting a heated up piece of coil in a, in a dish of their blood and they're all tied up. It's fucking so tense. Like mm-hmm. even knowing how it's going to turn out, it's mm-hmm. just it's just good filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think, the effects I think, do I think some some directors are just really just really good. And John Carpenter is one of them, I think. I mean, I, I, I one I think one of the scariest things in a horror movie is when uh, in Halloween and it's just she's in the closet and he's reaching into that closet and trying to slash her and the light keeps on going on and off because he's got the and it's just so visceral. And so familiar and so fucking scary. He's a great director. Yeah. But yeah, some of his stuff doesn't hold like the escape from York. Oh my recently. God. 
I thought that was cool when I was a kid, and his name is Snake Pliskin because he's think you know that was supposed to be um, cool. A middle-aged Jewish diamond <laughs> seller from Midtown Manhattan, Pliskin. I don't like, think I don't think that was supposed. To, I think that was supposed to be goofy from word one. It's bad. It is like no tension. It's just lumbers along. I saw. Did I tell you guys the story of uh, Escape from L.A. when I went and actually saw that in the movie theater? So there was a, a sequel from for Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. And in Escape from L.A., spoiler alert, there's an uh, EMP pulse that goes off, and it shuts off all the power. That's the redundant. Moment, I'm sorry, what? That's redundant. An electromagnetic pulse pulse. Um, yeah. So... Anyway, it went when it when it, in the movie when it happened, there was a blackout at that moment. I thought it was brilliant, and then uh, but it really was a blackout. It was it was. I thought, oh my god, they turned off all of the power in the theater at that moment. That's hilarious because we're in L.A. and no, it, and nobody else. Everyone else was like, oh, I want my money back, and I was like, that, that was. Did you? Were you paying attention? Yeah, same thing. Uh, similar thing happened to me when I saw David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. And about two thirds of the way through the movie, the film got stuck in the gate mm -hmm. and did that burn effect and then yeah. was all gone. And we yeah. all sat there like, well, this is clearly what part David of the Lynch, movie. this is part of the movie. No <laughs> one thought to go, let the fucking dude smoking a fucking blunt in his car runs the projector. Like, get, get it going, buddy. We all just idiot, like a bunch of film nerds just sat there at the vista in the dark. Are there any like, theaters now that run film? I like, don't think like, so. Like you know, first run theaters. Like back in, in the day, like if if a, a piece of film stuck in the gate like for more than a, a half a second, it would melt. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't think it's called the gate, but yeah, it's maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, Isn't that doesn't uh, Quentin Tarantino own that theater in in Beverly Hills still? New Beverly. New Beverly yeah. in West yeah. Hollywood. I think they, yeah. they still show films. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but yeah, first-run theaters. Was, um, I don't think so. Oh, I think yeah. it's all... Or, what Have, has anyone been to like to, to a movie and they play the wrong movie because it's just a file and somebody doesn't look? Oh, no, no, I haven't seen that. Not I can't yet. remember what I was going to see, but they started playing that Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, the musical. Yeah. Which yeah. Was I think we were there hit. to see Star Wars. That was a huge hit, like for whatever reason, Zach Efron. Well, uh, we were there to see Star Wars. People were dressed up. It was, you know, the uh, the the Jedi Awakens or the Last Jedi or whichever one. And then all of a sudden, there's, I'm like, there are elephants and singing. And then there's Hugh Jackman, and we we all just like sat there, laughed. And so, is anyone going to get up and go tell the kid to boot up the other movie? It turns out everybody who was in the movie theater really didn't want to see the Star Wars movies. <laughs> they didn't want to see the projectionist the was awakens. doing you a favor. <laughs> um, hey, John, what food is taking over California or whatever? What food is taking over California? Are you talking about the, the article about the bagels or are you talking about something else? I'm talking about the thing that you brought. Masterful segue. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John. I'm sorry. I'll just I'm just going to shut up. Go ahead. You guys talk. I'll just be quiet. The no, New York no. Times wrote an article saying that the best bagels are no longer in New York. They're in California. Right. And you've had them, Steve? All the bagels. I've had them all. 
So there's no. No, I think they were talking about Northern and Southern California, but they did mention a place out here in LA called Courage Bagels, and they do a Montreal style, which is like high malt uh, flour, and they cook the shit out of them. They they're like thinner and and they they have a, a lightness and sweetness to them. They're they're awesome. They're really good. So yeah, I, we're in, I, we're in like the renaissance of L.A. bagels or California bagels. So what? Why is California special relative to New York? Who, who they've been doing it so much longer than us or Montreal? Well, I was I was uh, I I I I don't I'm not a big uh, bagel person. But my understanding from my New York friends is strangely anti-Semitic. The way you said that. Oh well, I'm not, it a, wasn't I'm not a I'm not a, a, a bagel person per se. It wasn't meant to be anti-Semitic, but if you want to take it that way, I'm really not going to fight you on it. So, um, Fair. the they people tell me that it's the water, and maybe it's that that's pizza in New York, and the the water in New York is delicious. And the, I'll tell you, the water in Seattle. Is weird, and the water here in LA is terrible. But the water in Seattle is delicious, and apparently the water in New York City is great. It comes from upstate, and it's just delicious. You know, the the combination of minerals or whatever it is makes it really good. And and I guess the water makes the bagels taste uniquely good. In or that's the claim, and that's why some places uh, here import their water from New York to make pizza dough. That's I, I know there's at least one place I've been to that says that they do that. That's absurd. Like, you know what it would cost to ship water? You know how much they Water's... cost? You know how much it costs to buy a pizza in Los Angeles? How much? Like I twenty dollars. There's a it's Philly like cheese thirty dollars for a large pizza. Yeah, there was a Philly cheesesteak place that would like ship out half done, half baked, par baked, uh, you know, rolls from Philadelphia. So that's got to be right. more expensive than water, right? Right for the for the Philly cheesesteak or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so and then I mean because the whole entire city that we live in is is all a bunch of uh, immigrants from other places yeah. who think that their their place that they came from is better, except the weather sucks. You're right, right, and they're bringing shit from other places. They're they're bringing you know uh, whatever rebuilding uh, fancy buildings. They, everything here is imported, so it's like wh why not import the the pizza water? And that's you know? that's one of the reasons why we didn't have a. NFL team here for two decades and nobody really gave a fuck. It's not like we didn't have anybody to root for. Still don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, you go to the, the, the Rams games and they show all these people saying they're finally back and they all look exactly the same. You only think this is, it's a Hispanic guy with a goatee and there's another Hispanic guy. Are they the same person? Oh yeah. Yeah. I went there. Where's Cassandra to give me a hard time? Sean. Does Parlor have like a TikTok? Because you oh, would kill him. That's <laughs> at Sylvain BBB. At Sylvain BBB. Great, thanks. Why, don't you, you guys, took, you took over soccer. Why do you got to come over and take our football away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay uh, uh, I, Yeah, I don't believe that water thing is real because there's no way that a, a fucking valley pizza place is having water driven out from fucking New York to make their pizza. Out. By well, drone out. Do you know what well, fucking I mean, heavy water is? That's absurd. Well, we get. Do you ever drink Fiji water? Uh huh. What do you think? That's it's actually from Fiji, right? I mean, it says it's bottled in Fiji. Okay. 
I mean, that's why it costs $3 a bottle. Sure. Yeah. But- they're not spending that kind of money on like I, that's bullshit. I, and, and I think, all right. Why, why, the, why bagels are doing so well here is I, there's, you know, there weren't good bagels and now there's, I mean, it, there's kids who are like, I'm going to really get good at baking mm, and open up a little place. Well, and, but it turns out John's more interested in English muffins, you know? Oh, he's got English muffin written oh, yeah, all over him. Completely. Nooks and crannies. John, I want nooks and crannies. Go get the smuckers. I'm going to have some uh, raspberry jelly. Are you guys are you guys seriously saying that bagels are better than English muffins? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, really? No, seriously. I, um, so I don't I mean, think you can really compare them. One is a disgusting flop of flour and zero flavor, and the other is like a gift from an God. English muffin. <laughs> oh, you fell into his trap. Um, are you serious? You don't like English muffins? No. But they have the nukes and crannies, and the buddy gets <laughs> N- in there. Nukes and crannies. What? I mean, seriously. You know, nukes and crannies. Nukes and, cr- nukes and crannies. I grew up in New Hampshire, and the first time I saw when a bagel, I'm in the I said, room, what's wrong with this English I like muffin? To eat nukes oh, and crannies. Uh, Ma, we're going down to Boston. We're going to Brookline, where the Jews like to commiserate with one another. We're going to go run of their round. Uh, one of them Jew hoops they sell over there at the bakery. They're called bagels, Stephen. <laughs> I like Jew hoops. <laughs> uh, they're Jewish donuts. They like a donut, except they're not as good. The the savory Jew donuts. So <laughs> English muffin. Oh God, you are you're just like a, like a Denny's, just like a walking Denny's. No, I'm not. I hate Denny's. Denny's is so weirdly bad. I mean, what the fuck do they try and make their food bad they try it seems like they try it's like what would make an omelet good let's not do that and then we'll serve that food well we almost had a sponsor this week but um, <laughs> we just pulled uh, uh, denny's this is the worst so john as a consumer of disney media what did you think of wandavision it wrapped up this week after nine very packed episodes of Marvel goodness. I think I think uh, WandaVision is one of the the really best things, best realized things I've seen in a really long time. It's in the end. In the end, of course, it's a superhero movie, and uh, so there's a lot of coming out of people's hands and stuff like that. What with beams coming out of people's hands, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's it's ultimately silly, but it has it had a sense of humor. It was a a, a really masterful sort of uh, uh, historical sort of pre review of the the sitcom form. I think they but, mastered was, the satire so well. Like, like oh, it was amazing, it, and the, yeah. it was they incredibly well directed. They were able to capture yeah. like you know the essence of the Dick Van Dyke Show and Bewitched and Malcolm in the Middle, uh, and make comedy out of it without mocking it you know yep. it wasn't like satire it was more like homage mm-hmm. yep and it had Catherine hahn in it which is the mark of quality she's and, amazing. uh what she's amazing think, yeah she's amazing and every everybody did an amazingly good job um and uh and then at the end the final episode uh was a little bit too packed with the you know emotional reverses i think um, but the like the superhero battles and all of that stuff was really well done. 
and um i just i i think it's i think it's amazing and i'm i'm very excited as a geek to uh uh the next sort of round of marvel stuff because i was concerned you know with the end game that whole saga 22 movies ending up sort of all aiming toward this point and it all comes together and ends and you think how are they going to top that and then they come out with wandavision which is stylistically incredible it really the thing about it is it it takes on all of the um the sort of intelligence that has gone into graphic novels over the past 10 years um or 20 years and put it on on screen uh which is i mean it's just it's just incredible because and because it, uh, go ahead it, it ties into the the MCU you know in, in a yeah very clever way you've got the ms marvel i mean sorry captain marvel tie in mm -hmm. i don't know about the asian dude though you know whatever randall park whatever just because how many how many times did he get the part that you were auditioning for once well that's enough <laughs> fuck him <laughs> no probably probably dozens of times but he's he's uh he's a, he's a uh, charming yeah, guy but at least twice yeah He's got. He can. He he's what most one note actor I've ever seen in my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really he, he delivers everything the same way. Everything, no matter oh what he's God. in. Yeah, it's crazy. But but it it the way he delivers it is good. It's just like that's that's a living. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Steve, did you have not watched it? But you're not a Marvel fan, are you? I, I like the like the Avengers, I've and I, I watched. I've dabbled. I liked what I've seen of Wandavision. I'll I'll keep going. It, it's definitely so better thought out than the Mandalorian, which I'm in oh, season yeah. two, and I'm like, this feels like it was written by me when I was six, when I came out of Star Wars, and I was like, okay, and there's wouldn't this cool other if, story, and he's got a helmet on, awesome and then he goes to this place, and there's a lady, and she's got a she's got a laser sword too and then they have a battle and then she says i need you to help me with this thing and he goes and does it and then he, and he leaves <laughs> great did it did, ever, did someone write that down because that's that's episode three you know and it this episode he goes to this place and he's got a little baby that's up, all it then, takes that's all and it then, takes and then he meets some people and they say we need help with the big monster and he says i'll help you uh but you gotta help me <laughs> And they say, okay. And they go fight the big monster. And then it is. And they go. And it goes. And it blows up. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I could just see like the guy that has the Mandalorian, you know, not Pedro Pascal, but the actor that's wearing it, like going, can I speak to one of the producers, please? And walking to Video Village. And there's like a six year old there with little action figures going. And you go. And then he goes. And then you go. And the, and the mother there is just transcribing everything. So what no, he's no, saying no. is he'd, he'd yeah. like you to really yeah. lose Billy yourself in the moment. That he goes pew pew here and you did not do pew pew. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a quasi autistic six year old uh, who just saw Star Wars in the 70s. That, is, like, that actually is the next Spielberg movie, too, you know. Yeah, the autistic uh, child who manages to control like all that is good in the world. Look at look, man. I, I Star Wars is the movie that birthed me into pop culture. It's the first movie I ever remember seeing. I will never dislike it, even the prequels, which I dislike. But I'm like, well, it's still Star Wars. 
But yeah, it's just, there's not a lot of secret sauce going on in that show. It's just six is, year, a is, room full of six-year-olds who have had a lot of fucking candy. That is candy. the secret to its popularity, right? Like it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and then when Ryan Johnson comes in and says, let's try to put some plot in here. They're like, no, 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 no. It's pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Look, I like simple. I like straightforward. But oh sometimes God. that that has been my mantra like the, the past few weeks, ever since I signed up for Marvel, I'll just put any Marvel movie on a loop and I just have it up there just as some sort of like security blanket, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I can't I can't do that. I feel like everybody else can. I, if I have, if something's on, I watch it. I can't like not watch a movie. Like, like I, I, every night we sit, uh, my wife and I, and my, a lot, most of the time, my mother-in-law, and you sit Ugh. there, and they're looking at their phones. My wife has got her laptop open. She's, like, doing all kinds of stuff, and, and they look up and say, what's going on? And I tell them, and I'm like, how do you, what do you, I mean, what? Well, I that, just watch things. But that's why I don't do it with a new movie. I just, I, I need some something to anchor me, you know, while I'm doing something banal. And I totally understand that, like, theoretically. I just can't, like, do it. Right. Like, if I put on a move, any Marvel movie that I've seen, I will just stop doing what I'm doing and watch it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know Even how people... Even the first um... Thor? What? Even the first Thor? I I thought, uh, yeah, all of them. I mean, all the Marvel movies are... are uh, even Thor Dark World is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, like, uh, you know... Phantom Menace is bad. Oof. Yeah, but Steve still <laughs> defends it because it's Star Wars. Well, I feel I feel exactly the same way as Steve. Actually, yeah, we completely agree on that. I can look at. I think I think the first three movies, the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith, they are completely indefensible. There's almost nothing. That I would say, oh yeah, I, I will li- die on this hill to to defend this. But if if I had to watch him again, I totally would, and I probably will. I was cl- excited to show him to my little boy, and then he, you know what he did after that? He went pew pew choo choo choo, and he wrote a whole, and he wrote the, the next three sequels. He's he's, the, he's now producer of the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, sixty four years old, and he's the producer of the Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, that's. Cool. Um, did anyone watch the Meghan Markle interview? Oh, now no. I wish Cassandra was here because she seems like a real dildo who would know why anyone would care and probably follows that crap. Wait, Marty, I, did I, you I, watch I, it? Uh, she seems like a real dildo. Um, <laughs> I know. Cassandra seems like a real dildo. Okay, so I, uh, we have a new title for the show. Cassandra... Uh, you know what I mean? She probably like follows all that stuff and knows dildo. all the gossip and is no, no, no. on Twitter I, I, all day just, long. I want to I want to quote you correctly here. Is that right? Cassandra seems like she a real seems dildo. like a real dildo. Okay, got it, got it. And we have. A I mean, I meant that, that lovingly. Episode. I don't think. Oh no, no, I, I was no! Trying I, was, to... I was not trying to to, to anyhow misconstrue <laughs> when you your say intention. it like that. It seems no, kind of, no, 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 out of no, context. Steve, 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 Steve. It's all in the delivery. Everything about the show, you know, John and me bickering. It's all about love. Ugh. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. But I think she would she would be able to explain to me why I should care because I just don't care. 
Yeah, they're not interesting Wait, you people. Weren't, to me. You weren't like shocked that the royal family had streaks of racism in it. No, that they're what? white. That means they're, they're racist. Marty, did you watch it? Any of that? No, did you I didn't follow watch it? it? No, I, 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 I was confused about the sort of the the stuff that's filtering in. Whether the racism was the British press and the and the royal family didn't defend her, or if the racism was coming directly from the family, or if it was just a terrible, it was just terrible to live in palaces and have all of your needs taken care of. By... I'd rather live in Santa in, in whatever Montecito or where, wherever they live and have all my needs met for me you know well is, certainly yeah much better than london but i don't know montecito is that in california yeah yeah it's, it's santa that's Barbara. where they live now yeah they live right at, right uh, up the street they were uh, i did see a, uh, a couple clips from the late night shows so they they live up the street from uh, oprah yeah she lives up there yeah oh is that northern california uh, santa no, it's, barbara it's by santa barbara Oh, very, okay. very pretty, very pretty. Megan Markle grew up really near where I live, up on the the uh, the hill, um, the Baldwin Hills, uh, which is really nice. We go up there all the time and walk around. She nice went to the same high school as my wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they seem like charming people, and uh, eh, whatever. Do do they? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like since uh, Uncle Donald has uh, left our ecosystem of endless news and Twitter, people are mm -hmm. like they need like they need something. They need a villain, and they and need that's where we come in. Something juicy, and Oprah said, "I'm I'm coming, baby." And I got the two. I got a ginger, and I got what's her face from uh, Bones or Suits or Psych or whatever show. Suits, come on, we we've okay. I've never seen know, it. I don't. I, I'm not familiar with her. Uh, Patrick Adams was a guest on this very show, so we don't talk ill of the suits. I watched a good uh, five and a half. Wait, seasons she was on Suits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, don't. Pretend, I don't. I don't, don't know. Pretend I don't, you don't know. Her. Don't pretend that this mock sort of ignorance is so tiresome you watched all episodes. You cried <laughs> when they at their wedding. I'm a, you I'm cried a at their fan. wedding. <laughs> <sighs> I wrote I wrote a question about her because her character got married on TV uh, a week before she really got married. I know. I actually got it confused. Yeah. I, I you no weren't idea. sure which was real. Well, yeah, Did because I didn't know she was. I I had no. I was not following her in the royal way, so I was like, "Oh, look at she got married." Yeah. <laughs> Is that like in the biblical way? Yeah. Only exactly. different. Yuck. Um. Yeah. I, I'm just. I. It just does not like. There are just no surprises. I, it's just like whatever, you know. It makes me it makes me long for Trump because every day it was like, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna do? And then we're gonna like, dip into the mail sack. Oh shit! Mail sack, sorry, mail sorry, sorry. Sack. I wanna get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. Um, Steve Owens writes. He says, hi, all you cool cats and kittens. I saw the news regarding Party Down, and I'm just writing in to make sure that you kids talk about it. So Party Down was greenlit for a very short uh, run to, uh, yeah. Uh, so what do you think the storyline will be? Who do you think will return? Who do I need to blow in a call to Dan 
uh, to ensure you guys have a role. Hey, John, did you see what that I, what I did there? I said ensure. Uh, you know, because you are Methuselah <laughs> stuff. It's just very it's clever, very word. well done. Even Jay Leno would go, nah, you gotta try harder, guy. No, I'm on Team Steve. Tonight show. We're doing a big show here, you know. No, Team Steve. It's very exciting. They, I, it turns out that they had a huge storyline with uh, Jay Johnston. Who? Jay Johnston from. Um, he's a, a voice on uh, Bob's Burgers. He was on Mr. Uh -huh. Show. But they have to rewrite rewrite everything because it turns out he was part of the Capitol riot. Uh, and really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Is everything you said true, or you just it, made that up? Uh, nothing. Uh, only the last part is true. They did not write a big thing on him. But we all like, you know, we like. I was in an acting class with him, and I couldn't like hold my shit together because he was part of Mr. Show. And Mr. Show is one of the greatest sketch comedy shows ever. And like, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I'm just like. Oh my God! You're you fell down the mountain or whatever. Like when he falls into the the wall of thimbles, uh, great stuff. And then to see that he's like in the Capitol riots, um, it's a little disturbing. Um, so he won't be on this season of Party Down, uh, as far as I know. Who knows? Who knows how Hollywood works? I certainly don't. The article that I saw basically said that party down was coming back and um john and bomb who wrote every episode and is a good friend of marty's and a friend of mine and is he really really did a great job writing those episodes they were all great very funny man. he's going to be the showrunner and dan and um rob ant man Thomas. and oh, yeah, uh, rob yeah. are going to be executive producers as Per the original lineup, yeah, right. But and, and they didn't, and they said it wasn't clear if anybody from the original cast. They all were happy about the idea. They met at the, one of those Paley Fest things, and they all had a great time. And they, but they're all the entire cast has gone on to be really successful. So and and busy, right? Um, not all of them. I mean, the regular <laughs> cast, not you. Oh. <laughs> So, but it also wouldn't make sense. Like, it'd be kind of sad 15 years later if you found out that any of those characters were still cater waiters. Well, what if, I mean, what if one of them had gone on to write for a toilet company? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dreaming realized. And, like, you know, just needed, like, wheedled his way into on set, snuck his way past security, and jumped in front of the camera. Well, I'm excited because I was told that I was in like the last episode and I was told that they were excited and had some plans for my character, but then they got canceled. So, you know, I was not told any such thing, uh, but um, yeah, good, good, John. So everyone <laughs> tune into Party Down starring John Sylvain and not Marty You on uh, stars it's a great it's a great show uh if you haven't seen star uh, uh party down you should see it it's very good and if you go if you call uh your local whatever and ask them to show it and they show the episode that i'm in i will get another 75 cents and i could really use that yeah 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 stars that's that's like their upper limit what stars pays on residuals uh steve owens writes in again 
and says, hi, kids. Uh, and listening to last week's episode, I was reminded that I brought your wife a Valentine's Day present last time I was there. Uh, thank you. Um, at least somebody did. And um, he says, your wife is wonderful <laughs> and charming. How did we meet? We met on Grinder. It was very weird. Uh, no, we, we met online. And yeah, that's it. There's no great story. And then uh, he says, uh, also, Stephanie. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Stephanie. Um, oh. What? Okay, well, this is problematic. So remember, this is Steve Owen. Uh, who says uh, pastry sour beers are gay and not in the cool way you ding dong. All right. Wow. Is there what kind of cool... beers are gay? Pastry sour pastry beers. Pastry sour beers. Pastry? Yeah. Oh, but then he means. goes on and says, oh, yeah, this coming Monday is finally John Sylvain's episode of Fascination Street Podcast. Go to your whatever your local podcast app podcast. to look it up and sorry that took so long john we recorded uh that i believe before you even mailed out your misspelled trivia games uh like before <laughs> christmas even okay bye steve steve always great to hear from you and uh no john... no i wouldn't say that's true it's not always great to hear from him oh not always okay uh, so do you, do you want to it's always to hear from you? Steve. What, what was it's it like? Always, we always hear from you. We always How hear from was you. the interview with Steve Owen. I don't remember. All right. Well, then it, you can listen in and be surprised. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to listen in and be surprised because the thing is it happened, uh, a while ago, like he said, I think it was November. And since the pandemic makes every week seem like a month and every month seem like a year. I don't really remember it at all. I know it was nice. It was pleasant, but I don't remember. Um, and uh, I don't as much as I dislike Steve Owens and I really dislike him. <laughs> we love Steve. We love he's Steve. very good at interviewing people. At least uh, when I've listened to his podcast, he's got a, like yeah, a folksy. But you only listened to it when you were on it. So that no, I've never, I didn't, I'd never listened to count. mine. He interviewed uh, Carol Baskins and I actually listened to it. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he interviewed her. She that he that, turned on uh, the mic. That sniz never stopped talking. But um, I've heard him interview other people, and he's he's a kind of uh, uh, a hillbilly version of uh, uh, Lake Wogabon, whatever. What uh, what's his name? Wogabon. Uh, Lake Wogabon. Garrison Keeler. Garrison Gaylor. Yeah, Gaylor. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's saying about. Sour beers, and no, he's I don't just think saying, we say things are gay anymore. I don't think no, that's... no. But he was saying that in a cool way. Oh, they're cool. This yeah. is the man who made this. And then, um, oh, God. then Steve writes in again and says that no, I am no, no, wrong. No, no, no. That don't read, I'm, don't read anymore. He says no, I'm a enough. liar. He says I'm a liar, and that Steve is correct. That I said that I sold my Corolla because I said I didn't need a car. Don't remember saying that. Probably did. But um, he said, please invite me to the next shit on party, uh, shit on Marty party. That's every Tuesday at 730. Just join Marty, us. Marty, 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 Marty. Are we OK? Are you mad at me? Um, are we are we OK? Oh, we'll talk about this. Oh, Jesus. I don't want to talk about it. Just let's be men and just say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. Yeah. Just touch my oh, dick. Cool. Just touch my dick. Just touch. 
touch my dick. No, that's not. Touch no. my dick and it'll be all fine. All right, I'm touching your dick now. Mm. Uh, mm. Can I watch? It's smooth. Fine. It's fine. It's Mm. Anthony writes in, who's listening mm. live, says, how's it going? So my uh, uh, so update, my arms are getting less numb. That's a good thing. Uh, this is oh, good because he's suffering from MS. And in other news, is there any way to get me in contact with the biggest news? In, um, I don't know. But what? He, he says, what? Is there any way to get me in contact with the biggest news pap place in L.A.? News, news what? Pap? pap? place this is why i need Are to you... read these things ahead of time what so, is newspap so, i don't know? know i don't know newspaper newspaper i don't the know. news biggest newspaper place in in la yeah um do you think that's what he's saying i don't know i, I honestly don't. you mean like uh, like a publication or a place where you would buy newspapers like a newsstand so he says can uh can help it will be greatly appreciated and i just got my green card by green card he means the his weed card in uh, utah oh, woo, woo. cool and that apparently is helping him a lot so well I, we will help you with whatever you need when you tell us what newspap is i think newspaper news, newspaper is probably so it. the biggest newspaper in la is the la times or is the biggest newsstand what do you think the biggest newsstand in la is oh wow do you yeah. think it's the one on on uh melrose Fairfax and uh, across from the uh, hey deli so, canters. You like egg? Probably, yeah, that's a big one. Um, and then he wrote he wrote in with a recording. Oh, okay. Does it explain what a newspaper is? No, he just tweeted and said newspaper. Oh, newspaper. okay. And that's but that's still that's still confusing. Here we go. Hey guys, so. You like eggs? Sure. Let you know yeah. a little secret yeah. about how they do things in restaurants, cooking eggs. So what you do is you get your pan. If you have an electric stove, go up to about four, four and a half. <clears throat> um, let it get heated up. Put a little bit of butter in it. Crack your eggs in it. And then put a lid on it um, and get a little bit of water, like less than maybe a half a shot glass or so. And when you see the eggs starting to turn white on the bottom, Pour the water into it and let it boil. And then keep the lid on it and just watch the yolks slowly turn white. It's really good. You should try it. All right. Yeah. Is that a sunny side up? Uh, I think that's sort of some sort of half poached type of thing. Oh. Yeah. I, will I mean, try egg. that tomorrow morning. Egg. John, you just looking at you, you seem like a soft boiled egg kind of guy. Really? Well, yeah. apparently How dare you are deceiving. <laughs> How dare you? I, I've had a soft-boiled egg like probably once every 20 years just to see if I like it. And, and I go, no. what the fuck? Why would anybody eat this? Oh, have you seen With Nail and I when, when Richard E. Grant is eating this like very gooey like sandwich and he's talking and like basically they put in like seven yolks worth of egg yolk in his sandwich and it's just dribbling out it's awesome it's great Ugh, eggs are delicious but they're not fun it's not fun to watch people eat them no no, 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 it's no it's not fun to watch people eat just in general really i don't Mm, think i think uh the 
attractive lady uh, eating some ramen, slurping it up. I, I find very uh, alluring. I think uh, that's that's there should be a name for that. It should be like a furry. It's like a, a noodley. You're a noodley. That's what you like. Yeah, that's what turns you on. You're a I like to watch. Uh, I like to watch people eat. You're I mean, a tam pooper. Yeah, yeah, but not eggs. It's all over your mouth. It they it flies out. It's multicolored. Yuck. All right. Well, I'm going to try this tomorrow when I make my wife eggs in the morning. That's why she keeps me around. Oh, that's a good thing. But you don't make soft boiled eggs or poached. No, eggs. soft. What is? Can you imagine? I mean, ugh. Yeah. Do you guys like soft boiled eggs? No. No. Uh, Tyson says that the uh, the Twitter is uncharacteristically sparse this week. That's um that uh, t- the Tumblr. That's noonerpodcast uh, dot com. Uh, that's okay. We my brain is uh, characteristically sparse this week. Mm. Uh, next week we will not, or, or I will not be here. Um, there oh, might be God. one that's. <laughs> John, you and I can really unload on Marty next week. Just save it up. Wait, wait what do you mean save it up? It happened today. <laughs> no, that was that was you overreacting to me not oh, understanding like, your question. Uh, you just you just oh, like what do you, what do you diagram. Mean? Marty, you just diagrammed your own problem. You're like, my brain is just fried. And I open my podcast with income inequality and the taxation of billionaires. What do you guys think? uh, We should have started with the man. We should have started with pew, 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 and maybe built. Okay. But how does it start every fucking week? That way. Yeah. Right. So then, but then for you to ask, like, like act like you're surprised or or shocked is like crazy to me. I'm like, all right, well, okay, this is the way it was last week, and I guess mock outrage was there last last week week too, and so I guess I should anticipate that. And uh, it was fun the week you weren't around because we eventually. I don't need to show up then. We eventually did uh, find our way to talking about politics, but we did it in a natural like. Hey, let's go and see what we're into. Well, and work you know what? If I came in and I felt like anybody had anything to offer, <laughs> then I would You're be on like, the "Wrong podcast, dude. right?" Right. So I have to come in with things to talk about, and or else you guys stare at me. I mean, that no. which has happened. Oh, absolutely. No, no. It just looks like we're staring at you. We're staring at other things. On yeah. Our- oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But, but you're still staring. I'm working on you're an email. Staring. I'm not even I'm staring. looking at porn. Yeah. Okay. That, I thought everybody was looking totally at porn. Totally fair. Totally fair. But There's Marty, never been Marty, a nooner Marty, where I, no, no, uh, we, we, we're going to end we an gotta, hour early because we have nothing to talk no, no, about. We, we, we go, are, we go nine, long nine every week. It's 9.16 now, and I have not asked John about anyone from the theater yet. <laughs> oh, you got to wait till <laughs> the, wait till the till second hour. Sign off. No, we're 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 at we're at time. Like you know, so there was a... no. We're not. We're not at time. Now is the time when we start talking about people who are in the theater. And right. Then, no, in about I, ten minutes, right before we end. So <sighs> there was a guy who oh, looked, Lord. looked like a Kennedy at uh, the Instant Films. Um, uh, his first name is Robert. We don't need to name his second name. Um, uh huh. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really sweet guy. Yes. And he came up to me and he called me by one of the few other Asian men who was at the thing. And he called me by yeah. that person's name. 
And who who did he who did he call you? Uh, the filmmaker who lived in downtown. Um, I forget his I name. I don't know. I don't uh, know who that is. But but anyhow, he did. He he was like a really great graphic artist. Like did really cool stuff. Oh, Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, you called me Bernard, and you know, to me, it didn't offend me because it was, I just thought it was so amusing. I, I did not catch on because I'm I have an emotional blind spot for everything emotional. Um, mm-hmm. That he what? Excuse Wait, me. Huh? What? Uh, that he, uh, he was like super embarrassed and yeah yeah. And is I, that a meatloaf song? I'm super yeah, I'm super embarrassed. <laughs> no, I'm an emotional <laughs> blind spot for everything. For all emotion- things emotional. <laughs> an emotional blind spot for everything emotional. That's a great Bye-bye. lyric. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Jim Steinman is going to write an orchestra around that. Um, so but, did he get in touch with you and apologize? Uh, no, no, he later? avoided me and, like for years after that. And oh, and that I, was because of your your body odor. Uh, oh no, my body odor has changed during the pandemic. Uh, we've established. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. and it really has. It's it's crazy. It's like so weird. I can't. I don't know who I am because everything smells different. You wake uh, up in the morning and you smell yourself and you go, does yeah. everything smell different? Because that, that means you have COVID. Uh, no, you can't smell if you have COVID. But, but Right. Yeah. But anyhow, no, I just felt really bad um, because, you know, whatever shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but now, like, yeah, he was in my one of my favorite um, instant films of all time. Which one was that? Oh, I don't want to say it because, but it was the one that was very popular. Um, you, you know that was direct. That was written by a, 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 a successful writer that we know. Um, <laughs> okay, could you be vaguer? I don't. I mean, are you afraid that he's gonna? It's gonna get back to I'm him. Fine. That, that Dirty Diamonds. Be... Robert McAmer. <laughs> Dirty Diamonds. Oh, that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He was the uh, he was the, he was a tutor to uh, Van Halen's kid. I thought that was cool. Oh, who's number one? Who just his record went to number one? Whose record? Wolfie? Yeah, Wolfgang's. Yeah. Really? What yeah. record? I don't number know. one. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Huh? You learned something on this show. Yeah. Um what does that mean went to number one? I don't know what it means anymore. He's like, like he it just went to number one. They have digital uh charts to, now. Yeah. Oh I so wanted... like billboard or yeah, iTunes billboard. Down? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, billboard. Yeah. Billboard uh, high one hundred. Yeah. It exists. Uh, the number one song is uh, Olivia Rodrigo Driver's License. Oh, that's uh, a banger. That's a slap. Yes. That one slaps. <laughs> Uh, I want that to be my ringtone. That one slaps. That one slaps. That's a banger. Pick up your phone. But John Sylvain. No, Wolfgang's um, Duncan his, his single his single distance hit uh, the number one spot on the Billboard Hot Hard Rock Songs chart. So hot, the, hot, how do you on one say of that? the charts? Hot Hard. It I took me like that. seven minutes to say that, so I I, I can't say it again. Hot hard rock, hot hard. Rock. Wait, you mean hot rock and alternative? No, I mean hot, hot hard, hard rock. Rock from I don't Bar see it. Harbor. Right, and it's because of 
Robert McAmer's really shitty tutoring that he became a musician because he couldn't, you know, hack it academically, right? Oh, so now it comes out. You oh, are mad. Yeah, oh, I'm so fucking pissed. We don't all look alike. Wait, wait, hot rock? Okay. Oh, ho- wait, hot. Jesus I'm hard. sorry, hot, hard just, rock. Do, just look it up yourself. Don't talk it out. <laughs> and what's his name? Wolfgang? Just listen. Yeah, the Foo Fighters is number one, and number two is uh, Five Finger Death Punch. So I don't. Where'd you get your information from, Marty? I know. Why don't you look it up? <laughs> I am. It doesn't say. Ugh, whatever. You want you want him to look up where you're looking things up? Is that possible? As far as you know, we don't know how you, you. We don't have any surveillance on you, Marty. As far as you know, right? As far as I know. Right. Okay. Uh, so who's on? Um, you know it, the game show on YouTube uh, this week. Well, nobody you know. It's nobody I know. Just about uh, three, three twenty under people under twenty five, and one guy who is an old friend of mine who I worked at uh, on Jeopardy with. Um, Jeopardy.com. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and we're going to do mostly music. Not the Jeopardy, but the website. Assistant to the manager. <laughs> so assistant manager. <laughs> assistant to the manager. Go on. Assistant director. And actually it was Jeopardy.com. Assistant, <laughs> assistant, assistant, production assistant. <laughs> Jeopardy.com. <laughs> <laughs> At this sort of, location, like you can FEMA. renew your driver's license. Oh, it's um, like FEMA, uh, what is uh, what is DMV? That's correct. DMV. Anyway, it's going to be an interesting show because uh, it's just going to be an interesting show. And have you done your pitch yet? Did my pitch on uh, yesterday and it went very, very, very well. And um, how did you feel? So just do you want to give a little back- background about it, about what, what like? Well, I don't want to say who I pitched to, but we pitched the uh, the game show to somebody who is in the position to uh, buy it and turn it into a game show. And uh, it went very well. And, you know, the thing is, is that's that's Hollywood for, I don't know. And how did it? It how, didn't go badly. And and you felt confident. And uh, I that. did a great job. Did any? And everybody said I did a good job. Did any and advice? They had a great time. That uh, Kruger gave you uh, serve you well. Yes. Which what? Yes. Wh- which bit of advice? Well, standing up and getting dressed up, which are two things I was considering doing, and I did, and I thought that was uh, a good thing to do. So everybody, cool. Stand up and get dressed. It's like the yeah. an, it's the anti uh, COVID uh, response. Stand up, get dressed. Yeah. Uh, so please support John's show on YouTube, and that will absolutely help him achieve uh, the, take this to the next level. And you can also buy the the game, correct? Yeah. How you know it dot com. You know it the game dot com. You know it ed- the game dot edu- Educational. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Okay. All right. I didn't, I didn't. Oh, come on. I didn't bring that up. But Educational? I, I, I did text Steve. Make sure you say this. Uh, and Steve, you've got um, sub Tara. Yeah, getting getting cast and getting ready to make them. All right. You've got you've got a celebrity cast, right? Sure. All right. Um, I can't say who. Yeah. The deals. The deals are still pending. Uh, Max Greenfield is doing my voice 
uncannily well. It sounds exactly yeah. like me. It sounds exactly like me, but it is Max Greenfield. It sounds like you, but it's more. It sounds more successful. Yeah, of course. I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a heft to the intonation that says, "Just I, I can achieve." Yeah, mm. I, I don't know what that. I mean, that that is a feeling that's foreign to me. Oh. Um, will get there, little buddy. Uh, that's okay. I've I've had a good run. I've had a good run. That's that's how I feel. All right, everybody, uh, uh, send uh, your love to Cassandra, who had some. I, uh, some glazing issues. I think that's what she had today, tonight. Ooh. And well, yeah. The uh, the landlord came in, and glazed the kitchen, and basically poisoned her. That's glazed a, the sink. That's a euphemism. Right? And oh, it is. What does it mean? No, I don't know. No, no, I don't know. No, 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 no. Is that is that what uh, when you're hot for people who eat noodles, you say glazing? A glazing? Is that right? It is. No. Am I trying too hard? Should I, I stop? I don't know. I don't Anybody know. want a Dunkin' Donut? Nope. How about some English muffins? Give me a crawler. I can't believe you like English muffins. Okay. That's A, that's so, so on brand. Email us at Nunapodcast. Uh, what is wrong com? with English muffins? Uh, they don't taste like anything. And they're like, they're they like a government like, cheese version. They taste like white bread. Of, uh, exactly. uh, listen to the Trashy Trashy podcast. comes out every Monday. Apparently, glazing doesn't stop that show from coming out. Uh, but we will see. <laughs> You <laughs> next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, uh, here comes uh, the. Here comes. And This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.